y'all. Welcome to Mom Juice. Let's get right into it. Today we're going to talk about mom guilt. Dun dun dun. Yeah, not fun. Um, but I think it's something we all struggle with. There are times that we should definitely feel guilty as mothers for whatever, but then there's times where we have no business feeling guilty and we still feel guilty. I caught myself yesterday. The boys went back to school or all the kids went back to school yesterday after Christmas break, New Year's, all the things that we did. And I was just kind of down and I wish we could have done more. And I wish I would have spent more time with them. And I wish they would have, but then I got to thinking we did a lot. We did something every day. We did stuff. We did stuff a lot. We went to families' houses. We had Christmas parties. We went to a amusement park. We played outside. We watched movies. We did all kind of stuff. I have no no business. Feeling. They got tons and tons and tons of stuff, like nice gifts. I have no business feeling guilty. Right. Well, it's just you always feel like as a mom, I can do more. I should do more. Right. But then... But there's no reason to feel We're like always that. trying to top that. Mm -hmm. So my mama wasn't trying to make sure every hour of my day was magic. Magic. Exactly. There's something different about us moms, This the, our millennial moms. There's something so ingrained in us that we want everything to be so special. Right. And like for them to not have any, not necessarily bad memories, but for them, the special times to be so magic. Magic. To be so magical and like special that they're never going to forget it. Right. Every like, day. I forgot. We just went to Buffalo. Mm -hmm. They had a blizzard. The worst blizzard some people say they ever had. And we like couldn't even get there the first day that we were supposed to get there because the internet interstates were closed. We get there. The kids saw snow for the first time. They built a snowman. They went sledding. We went ice skating in Pittsburgh. Like everything that they wanted to do, we did. And I feel bad because... We didn't, I didn't take them to more stores and stuff. Like they hung out with family. That's what the trip was for. That's a once in a lifetime trip. Why do I feel guilty? Because we didn't go to Niagara Falls. Because there was a blizzard. It was yeah, like, that. it was out of our control to not be able to do some of the stuff that we right. probably would have done. But I still feel bad. Like, did I make the experience good enough for them? And it was the best time of their lives. They had a once in a lifetime trip. They got to see people who loved all over them. They got to see snow, which we don't ever have here in South Georgia, they spent time with you guys. A lot of time because we drove. Yeah. And you're, you feel guilty that you didn't do enough because of weather that was out of your control. Like, and that is why if you are a mom, you're automatically like you have your crazy card. Like you're certifiable. If you're a mom, <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, so it just comes with it. Like you have no reason to feel guilty because you give your kids a great trip, adventure, memory that they're going to remember forever. Even mm -hmm. like the baby probably will remember this. I even got, or Santa brought a memory book because Everly has an Instax mini camera. Mm -hmm. So Santa brought her film and a book to take the pictures everywhere. I got mad at her one time because she was taking pictures and it wasn't of what I thought she should be taking pictures for. And I wasn't like mad at her, but then I realized she's taking pictures of things that she's loving on this trip. Right. Like, and I felt guilty about that. And that was an instance where I should have felt guilty because she is, this was for her, 
for her to be able to document the trip so she can keep it forever. And so what if she took the same picture of someone's fireplace three times? Right. It was special to her. She loved it. She thought it was beautiful. So what if she took a picture of a nutcracker? So what if she took a picture of someone's door? Right. Like, it was stuff that she was excited about, and I should have been excited for her to be excited about it. I was mad because I wanted pictures of people together. But it wasn't my gift. It was her gift. Right. And it was for her to, like, document what she liked. And then I think back, and I'm like, why would I even complain about that? Like, it's so cute that she's so into this idea that was so, that I thought was special. But, and I just tried to control the gift. I feel like I'm, I'm very controlling of, well, every aspect of my children's life. I, I'm a helicopter parent. I'm guilty. Guilty of doing that. I am too. It's okay. But, like, say when someone gives them money and we go to the store to spend it and they just want to buy all the junk, should I let them buy the junk? Because it's their money. They have to learn that you get what you pay for. That's a hard lesson, but they have to learn that. It never fails. If we buy a remote control anything from Five Below, it is going to break within an hour of us being home, if it even makes it home. Mm Mm-hmm. So, but it's their money. So should I just like let them, I'm never going to be that parent that's like, yeah, go throw your money away. But I think I could do better on, well, we're not going to get a remote control car from here, but if you want slime, slime whatever else, I could be a little bit more lenient. I want them to save their money and they did good this year. They saved and they got stuff that they I'd rather them save their money and get something nicer or put their money together and get something better mm-hmm. than just buy junk. There, Justin's grandma sent them, she sent me a check. It was for $125, but that broke up to $25 per child. Mm-hmm. And so I explained to them, you guys can each have $25 or you can all buy something that's $125 and the $125 thing, whatever that may be, is going to last longer. It's going to be nicer. It's going to be more fun than if you take $25 to five below and buy candy and crap. Did they take their $25 or did they get That's still up for debate because we haven't reached the um, decision that I want them to. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't all that, that $25 is still sitting in the, savings account because we haven't all come to the same conclusion. I'm having to let go of saying no to something that they want, even if I don't want it. I I used to not say no at all. I would be firm in my, but I've started to realize the joy that they get from getting what they really want is way more special than me being annoyed at slum. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like kids are kids once and yes, I want my children to be responsible with money, but if it's their birthday money or Christmas money, it's there's theirs. a difference yeah. in like getting, working for it, for it, you know, mm-hmm. or like doing a really good job at school and being like, okay, we're going to put this here. We're going to put it towards this, blah, blah, blah. But like seeing them go into a store and be able to pick something out with a gift that was given to them and then how excited they are about it to me is just, that is joyful. And I used to not let them do that I would like hoard their money and then buy them like a really nice something Mm -hmm. that they needed like shoes and clothes I'm gonna buy them shoes and clothes regardless right like why not just let them take in their hundred dollars from their birthday party and blow it and blow it yeah just you don't ever get to do that ever again 
Right. When you're an adult, you don't get that. No. You don't get that luxury. Let them be little. Not over here, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Let them be little. Let them get the junkiest LOL surprise dolls or whatever. A character shirt. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Trip used his money the other day at Five Below to buy a shirt with Spider-Man on it, and it made him so happy. And... I don't know. I just don't like character. That's like you, like you always say, that's a me thing. Mm -hmm. Not a them thing. The them wearing a character on their shirt has nothing to do with who they are as a person or their social standing or their finances or mm -hmm. what. I just don't like it. Like I I've used never... to be, I used to tell my family, do not buy them clothes that have a character on them. Yeah. And one where year... did that come from? Where did, where in our makeup did that? Because it's so not aesthetic. I, it's not, but like I had a Pocahontas shirt, which was funny. Little blonde girl, right? Was like that was my Disney princess was Pocahontas. <laughs> you don't really pick one that you look like, but right. I loved Pocahontas, and my mom had I had Pocahontas sandals, I had Pocahontas tennis shoes, I had a Pocahontas shirt. Um, I don't know why. Where did we? Get, what mean girl? What bully told us that that wasn't cool? cool. And now we take that away from our kids i don't know now my mother-in-law one time she got my oldest and she knows i don't like it and she told me she was like i got something you're not gonna like it <laughs> she's honest because she knows i was like so i was like i hate princess shirts whatever blah 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 mm -hmm. and it was an lol surprise doll outfit or whatever and she was so excited she ripped it off and in that moment i realized let them be little let them wear that like if you love it wear it i have a friend she owns boutique in town um, she says that to her client or her customers, if you love it, wear it. Mm -hmm. And if I'm trying to teach my, if I'm screaming over here, be confident in yourself, why would I say not to wear something that makes you feel happy? Like that is going against teaching confidence. Right. That's teaching like being afraid to be who you are. Right. And that's where I feel guilty is I was sh making her be not who she wanted to be by not letting her wear the character clothes that brought her joy. Right. Because if you don't feel comfortable in your clothing, you know, you're not going to have, you're not going to be as positive. You're not going to be as um, welcoming or inviting or you're not going to be as, what's the word I'm looking for? Around happy. Yeah, you're not, confidence comes from within, but also what you're wearing is a representation of who you are. Like, why take that away from my kids? Right. And I, but it took me a while to come to that. Yeah, I think that's just something that I have come to the conclusion of over the last year that I don't care if you don't like it. I don't like if I find my my style in my home is very like moody and moody colors, but my style for my personal style is bright and funky. And I love bright colors. I love big bulky sweaters. I love bright pink lip gloss and earrings. And it's just bright. And my mother has always called it gaudy. Like, mm -hmm. I, I like so hear her say yeah <laughs> I like funky jewelry and like I guess some people would call it costume jewelry I don't know like I just like big loud statement things that has always been my personality and there were girls two of my friends in well one really um one of the two in middle school who just was like that doesn't match or that doesn't that doesn't look good or that's not how and see it, how that sticks with and you forever it pulled me back from being who I dressing the way I wanted to dress, but now, and this 
probably is something that comes with being in your 30s because I know women who are still in their 20s, they are drop dead gorgeous and they're so concerned with what other people think. Mm -hmm. um, but I've made it to my 30s. I will be 33 this year. I have a wonderful husband who adores me, loves everything about well, he doesn't love the way I dress. He thinks it's gaudy. <laughs> Just like but it doesn't matter. He loves me and he is going to love me whether I dress like everybody else or whether I dress like a clown. It doesn't matter. He's going to love me. He'll not make fun of me, but he's going to love me. Um, I want my children to see me doing what I want to do. Like that's, I want my children to see me saying, I don't care what you think. I like this. And in all aspects of life, not just clothing. And I should let them have the same freedom that I, this new film freedom that I have. I should, I should let them have that mm -hmm. feeling of, I don't care if it's in style. Now, my older boy, I do try to teach them there's a time and a place. And sometimes we have to dress up. Sometimes we need to dress a little nicer. My oldest, and he's so cute. Like he is a little teenager, but he really likes sweatpants and vans. And he's just so adorable. He looks like a little man, but I'm <laughs> like, you can't, you can't, oh, like you can't wear that to church on Sunday morning. Sorry. Yeah. Um, you're cute, but like. That's for school. There's a time for yeah. athleisure. And yeah. Everly doesn't, she's. She only likes to wear leggings. She only likes to wear shirt, like regular shirts, no smocking. And I think that oh. that's cute, especially on a little girl. She were, she had the most perfect, cute, adorable first day of school outfit. And she cried. And I'm like, I can't send her to her first day of school crying, crying because she doesn't like this. It doesn't feel right on right. her. That's a me thing. Yeah. I want her in this. She doesn't want to be in it. Let her love herself by feeling confident in herself. Right. Not Don't let her feel uncomfortable all day on her very first day at school because I forced her in what I wanted her to wear. Right. She hates the smocks. As she much as that hurts as a Southern mother. Because we, I think girls can wear smocks longer than boys can. Mm -hmm. um, I think second and third grade. Oh, yeah. Like, definitely. I mean, and depending she won't, on what she it is. Wear bow, she won't let me wear a hair bow in. And I'm telling you, from the day that child came out of the womb, she had a big old hair bow. It was her signature look. And I'm telling you, the second she got to the point where she wouldn't wear it, my heart was just crushed. Yeah. People talked about her, but like in our family, it was a joke because I gave her the biggest, poofiest, you know, just gaudiest bows there were. And it was her signature. She had a bow on all the time. Yeah. And you would never know that child was a bow baby. You would never know. No, because now she is comfort and she's cute. Like it's very cute on her with her little shorts, her gym, what are they called? Bike, bike shorts, shorts and her oversized sweater. She looks like a little teenager. She she's wears adorable. bike she wears bike shorts and an oversized sweatshirt. That's her uniform. She looks like a teenager. And bands. Or she likes student. bands. Yeah. I did get her some sparkly tennis shoes for Christmas, like just as a special gift for me to her because she likes sparkles. Mm -hmm. But that's crazy because she likes all that comfort, but she also wants sparkles. It's like her personality is so diverse. Yes. And she's, but she's totally fine in what she wears. And when she gets dressed and she comes out with an outfit, it can be the most mismatched horrible outfit I've ever seen and she is so confident in her outfit and that's literally what matters. strutting down the hallway mama don't I look so cute do mm -hmm. you like my fit that's exactly what she says mama I look so cute don't you like my fit and I'm like I love it I absolutely love it even if it's awful because she is coming out 
happy and smiling. But when I put on her a smock dress, she's walking down the hall crying. That's no way to raise my child. Yeah. The whole I'm smock, passionate about that a little bit. Yeah. The, you can tell. <laughs> I can tell. The smock thing, Justin says that they look like clowns. And I have a cousin who I'm very close with who tells me that they look like pilgrims. Why are you dressing your kids like pilgrims? Not uh, so yeah. much. You know, you know the outfit I'm talking yeah. about. Not like the applique embroidered mm -hmm. smock, but like there are outfits. The dress. And I, I, Trip has several of them. In oh, the little boy sets. Yeah. But the girl ones, the dresses kind of look like And that I too. loved them. And Justin was like, listen, when he starts school, when they start school, they're not, they're done with the smocks. Mm -hmm. Like. You can, they can wear them at church on Sunday, but when they start school, we're done with this. They're going to dress like boys and not clowns. And so I was like, okay, because I've always had a baby I could put in smocks, like always <laughs> for the whole time I've had children. <laughs> um, but like, that's a me thing. That's not a them thing mm -hmm. because I didn't care what child it was as long as one of them had it on. And I think in the early well, 2010, the whole 2010 era, that's a status symbol if mm -hmm. your child has a smock. And my husband is from Buffalo, New York. They probably think we're crazy. So that is not on his right. He yeah. thinks it's weird. It's a southern he thing. He never let our son, our son has never worn any, any smocks. I don't even think for his baptism, like nothing. He is straight athleisure from a, as a three-year-old. Mm -hmm. He dresses probably like how... A 16 year old boy would dress right i just dress him in little boy club like little boy sizes and he's also just turned three but is like in a size four or five he's huge like his dad but we never i was never allowed smock like that, if i brought thing, that home he would have laughed at me with my oldest i didn't want well the internet wasn't i mean i wouldn't say the internet but social media wasn't as big in 2011 when i first had trig I didn't like the baby clothes like the plaid shorts and the and it wasn't like a licensed character on a shirt but just like a whatever truck train mm -hmm. i wanted him to dress more like a little boy or a teenager i liked jeans i hated onesies like that just seemed like an extra step that was unnecessary i don't i don't like a onesie the snapping and the mm -hmm. I, I, I don't liked, either i, I like t-shirts um but then when tucker came around it was more i'm smocks have always been a thing in the south i wore them my mother wore them um but it just wasn't like a, I'm buying you this smock that costs $80 just so I could post an Instagram picture of us leaving Easter <laughs> at mm -hmm. church. Um, but when Tucker came around and then Thatcher and Taylor, Instagram, Facebook, that was more of a thing. So like you realize, and that's kind of how our style has changed too. You see what other people are wearing a lot more than you did before. Mm -hmm. Beforehand, I knew what the people in my circle were wearing. Now, I know what everybody's wearing. I know what everybody's kids yeah. are wearing. I know what everybody's husband's wearing, like what's popular and what's not. So I've always had somebody in smocks until now, and I have them hanging up in my closet. And I would like to get like a memory box, like a, what are they called? A shadow box. A shadow box. For not one for of the them. smocks. Yeah, for not the smocks. For the smocks. We're, we've been doing smocks for years now. And See, I can, and I understand that sentimental attachment. It is. But for me, I don't really, I'm not like that. Some people will keep, and I feel guilty about this, people will keep their kids' hairs. Yeah, like that's weird to, keep to me. That, like that. Yeah. That's weird. Like, I'm guilty of not keeping anything. Yeah, I mean, Justin won't, I don't have anywhere I could put that, but I, they are hanging in my closet, and I will probably give them to You can keep them, them and give them to, them to my, their sons. Yeah, to their children. 
I feel guilty because there's some moms out there that have these baby books that are like these beautiful baby books all written to perfection and, you know, not me. all that. I don't have anything. People keep their tooth. That is weird. I'm not keeping yeah, a tooth. That's very weird. I'm not keeping a piece of hair. And I love my mother-in-law. And she gave me my husband's hair on his 30th birthday. And I think it's creepy. My first I two kids. I joke about it with her because I think it's so weird. My first two kids have an album on Facebook. <laughs> that's about the extent of my baby book. Oh, my first has thousands of pictures of herself. My son, he's lucky if he gets in every other, ten, every one in every 10. He doesn't like pictures, though. You kind of have to go with what the kid lets you do. Right. And that's something that I think I feel guilty about whenever my youngest, or not my youngest, because he could care less, but next to the youngest, why don't you have pictures of me? Why don't you have, there's pictures, like school pictures of, uh, I'm on the wall now, there's one, two, three pictures, school pictures of Trig. <laughs> That's one child out of the, out of the five that I have school pictures of. And it hurts my feelings that he feels like, it's not that I don't love him any more or less or whatever. It's just. The season in your life was different at the ages, or at, for every child. Yeah, because when I was buying trade school pictures, I was buying one set and not five. I don't even think we have any pictures set up at home right now. Especially in today's culture and society where you can see into everybody's lives a lot more than what you could 30 years ago, even 10 or 15 years ago. I think we get guilty because we compare ourselves to other moms. I know breastfeeding for me was such a big thing because I just knew I was going to be able to do it and surprise, surprise, wasn't just able to do it so easily. And I felt really guilty about that. Now, what I should have felt guilty about was like just not feeding my child at all. Like that's something to feel guilty about. Mm -hmm. But I think people, moms put a lot of pressure on themselves to do this or to do that or whatever, a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and they feel guilty because they just, that's not part of the plan for them. I felt really guilty whenever I had postpartum depression with Everly, um, because I tried for almost six years to get pregnant and I just thought it was supposed to be magic. It was mm -hmm. just supposed to be instant perfection. You were supposed to connect with this baby that you had carried, that you had prayed for. And just, it was the deepest desire of your heart and soul. And this baby comes into the world and she cries all the time and you cry all the time and you don't feel like she likes you mm -hmm. and you don't know how to show her you like her because you're so sad. You don't know how to get yourself up and get dressed, which we talked about that mm -hmm. before how I have to get up and get dressed immediately. Mm -hmm. It's because in the, the deepest pits of that postpartum depression, getting dressed was like torture for me. So now I make a promise to myself to get up and get dressed every day. That's how I started to get out of it was get up and get dressed every day. And, um, yeah. So I have so much guilt still. And I try to compensate and try to be the best mother that I can be now. And cause I feel like I didn't give her the best parts of me when I was, and, even, and she was a baby mm -hmm. and she only deserved everything good for me. And I could not physically even get muster up to like make myself smile, you know, like right. let alone, be joyful for her and then my other kids I didn't experience it the same way 
and it wasn't my fault. You, there's nothing I could have done to help that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really realize that until I was a parent, a mother to other children, and I did not have that that happen. So I have a lot of guilt. I have the definition of mom guilt. Mom guilt, our inner dialogue that tells us that we should have done something different, even though we can't know the decision we made was wrong. That sums it up. That's right. So what if what my kids needed was to not do all the things over Christmas break? What if they just needed time to sit in this house and rest and relax because we go, 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 go all the time? So what if that, like, I, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't you know. Never what know what you never right know. Yeah. You just have to literally do the best you can every day, pour your love and your heart into your kids and trust yourself. And trusting yourself in this day and age is hard because there's judgment, there's criticism, there's hurtful words being said, there's every other person's right way of doing things. And there's always comparison. Do you think our moms experience mom guilt? Like, like to this degree, not to the degree that moms do now. I don't know. I'd have to ask because I don't really talk about that with my mom. And that's funny. I would not talk about my feelings as a mom with my mom. I don't talk. It's like, she's not a mom. It's that's so weird. I don't talk about anything like that with my mom, but I can almost tell you she, I'm sure there's things she regrets, but like looking back, I know she doesn't regret not letting me, like she, she probably hasn't even thought twice about telling me, no, you can't go to Renee's house tonight. Oh, that's something I would feel guilty about. Like if me my too. child said, can I go to so-and-so's house? And I said, no, I would feel guilty because, well, they're going to be left out now and their feelings are hurt. And so-and-so might be there. They might miss out on something. Like I don't just have FOMO for myself. I have it for my kids, which that's a me thing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, like I would feel bad for that. I don't think my mom thought twice about it. Like, or if I wanted to do an extracurricular activity and it wasn't in our budget or I couldn't. So here's the thing. There was something I wanted to do. I don't even remember what it is now, but I couldn't because my stepsister did band and just my parents couldn't coordinate me doing what I wanted to do and her doing band every day after school. And I thought that already, she had been like in band for a while. It wasn't like she just fresh started. Right, yeah. So it was like that was her thing she had been doing. Right. But they wouldn't let you. Could but they wouldn't it. let me do whatever it was. And I don't even remember what it was. Um, but I couldn't do that. And I just think about like my mom probably, I mean, that's just the way it was. It was out of her control. It was something that was out of her control. Mm-hmm. I would run myself into the ground trying to get five kids, five different places. That's exactly how I am. And so I, if, your mom and my mom are very similar. Yeah. They raised us very similar. Right. And so, yeah, I doubt my mom, my mom wouldn't have had a problem saying yeah. that. If it was going to interfere with Molly's gymnastics, we weren't, I wasn't doing it. Right. Because Molly was, but also Molly was like solidified in gymnastics. She, that was her thing. She was a competitor. Like, so she spent, they spent a lot of time, money and effort into that for me to randomly say, Hey, I want to try this right. for me to not be committed. Right. Like she was committed at like four. <laughs> it's so yeah. weird. But I, and I can see that now, that perspective now, but I could still see how hurtful that would be to you. I've never really seen it from that perspective of that she had been doing this for so long. Mm-hmm. And I, that's why my first thought immediately was I come up with a new plan every day. Like mm-hmm. I've always been this way. Um, I've done every sport out mm-hmm. there 
not that I'm athletic, but just because I want to try it. Like, and my mom, like probably the amount of money that my parents put into my sister's band, my mom put into the same amount of money to all the different ventures that I combined. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. I did ballet, I did tap dance and I did gymnastics. I did soccer, like mute voice lessons, Kelly, good old Kelly <laughs> did voice lessons um, for me. I just did so many things. And I mean, I thought I mastered them all and moved on to the next thing, but mm -hmm. apparently my mom had other. She's probably thought you want to show commitment to one specific thing and yeah. grow with it. But I don't think you can expect a three-year-old. Like, I remember whenever I was, like, crying, I do not want to go back to ballet. Please don't make me go back to ballet. And she was like, we're not doing that. Like, I remember this. And this is, like, before I really have a whole lot of childhood memories. Like, it was, she was a single mom. I remember the, like, I was three. And I don't really have any other memories from that time but like I remember her saying we're not doing this you're not switching from this to this like you have to pick something and stick with it and while she's right when you make a commitment to do something like you make a commitment to be on the basketball team or you make a commitment to that's a season mm -hmm. gymnastics ballet like that's a that's a all year long thing mm -hmm. and so I look back now I'm like how can you expect a three-year-old to make a commitment to right. anything like I can't even commit to who my favorite color is. Right. Like, see, I'm about, I'm all about the commitment. If my children are going to sign up for a sport or something, they are going, if they decide they don't like it, that's fine. You don't have to play it ever again. Right. But, but you're, you're going to finish, finish the, the season. season. Yeah. You're going to finish it with your teammates and you're not going to complain about it out there. You can complain to me about it all you want. I will never make you do it again if you don't love it, but you are not going to quit. We that's are not a, quitters. Yeah. And I feel like parents let their kids be quitters a lot these days. That's frustrating to me because I'm real big on commitment. Me now, I, I mean, I mean I when too, I was clearly, a child, I was a flake, obviously. Clearly you can see. From one thing to another. But now I'm big on commitment. I think it's a respect. It's a respect thing. Mm -hmm. You've made this commitment. And, and they learn it young, but it's something that they carry on into adulthood. That's another thing I'm guilty about this year in particular. We didn't do basketball this year. And I have two, my two younger ones love basketball. They love anything athletic. They're really good at baseball, but they, they just love, I mean, they would play sports all year round and they're younger. So they're not at that age where they're playing one particular sport all year round, but just because of the crazy December Christmas season and all of the things that I've committed to doing, being at basketball practice every night, four nights a week in two different places because they would be on different teams. That's just not something that I feel like I can mentally or physically handle right now. Mm -hmm. And I feel so guilty that they're missing out on like, I mean, they're, they won't remember. They, they don't remember things that happened last year when See, they're 20. They're not going to be like, mom didn't let me play basketball that one year in 2023. They're not going to remember that. But like I keep, holding myself up on that lot because their friends are playing and they're talking about it and my kids are missing out and mm -hmm. that's because of me like I made that decision we're not doing this this year well you made the decision that was right for your family as a whole not just for yourself and that's where you have to change your thought because you're not going to be the best mother to them if you are run ragged by adding that right and that is what really they need at the end of the day is their mother to be the best that she can be for them and for herself and adding something four days a week when you've already got the fullest plate of plates, it's not healthy. Right. And that's, that's, you're showing them to make decisions for your family, not just for one person. Right. 
So you're actually true. teaching them a lesson by like doing the right thing for them. They and won't, that's they won't see that lesson until they're 30. But I mean, they haven't, my kids are great. They haven't said anything about it. They haven't said anything to make me feel bad. They're not like, I wish we could play that. Like I just, we had the conversation. Um, and they were not, I mean, kids get crazy around Christmas time. It's a proven fact. I'm sure there's statistics out there. Any school teacher will tell you kids get crazy. Same as the end of the school year. It's yeah. like they can only take so much in yeah. the classroom. So like there was some discipline things like rooms were not getting clean. We always make sure that they have their clothes picked out before bed, like for the next day. And we have you got your clothes picked out? Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. And then the next morning, like they wouldn't have their, like they were zeroed in on Christmas and what was under that tree and nothing else. Like mm -hmm. they weren't doing their chores. They weren't doing their homework. That's a lot. Not as a, a whole, but like that was a, that was kind of a discipline thing. Like you guys don't help me out. I'm not putting my time into doing this. And yeah. I feel kind of bad about how like it all played out now, but like, I just can't, like I couldn't do it this year. You made the right choice. I hope so. I have a daughter with a lot of medical um, conditions and the guilt of being a mother with a child who has so many medical conditions is at sometimes can be so overwhelming that I feel like I'm suffocating because you want to blame something or someone. And the only person that you can think to blame is yourself. She was born this way for a reason. And it just does not make any logical sense. It is completely unlike illogical. Like it's not that somebody told me that I did this to her or I made it like this but you can't help but to feel like it's your fault i did something wrong i didn't pray enough i did something you know whatever and it's not god either but like in your head as a mom all you can, i have asked every doctor that we have ever seen what did i do what did i do the doctors sit me down and they're like i promise you renee you did everything right there is nothing you could have done wrong and i still struggle every single day thinking that i did something wrong or I did something, not even that I did something wrong, that something was wrong with me mm -hmm. that made this happen to her. And seeing your child suffer, like, I'm sorry to get emotional, but you, I see her suffer so, 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 so much. And the guilt that you have seeing your child in pain and suffering is so consuming that it makes you, it can make you sick. I get sometimes... I had to give her calves for like seven months, a year and a half ago. And she got to where she wouldn't let me hold her. She wouldn't let me touch her because it was so painful to her. Mm -hmm. She associated pain with me, her mom. And that was the most excruciating thing I think I've ever been through. And like now I get so, if we, when we have to do stuff with her, like her enema, we had a conversation with doctors or whatever, and we made a decision let dad do that. That can be dad's thing. You've been, you've done whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's once a day and I was doing calves every three hours. So eight times a day I was calfing her mm -hmm. and it got, she wouldn't let me near her. She wouldn't touch me. She wouldn't hug me. And now she comes to me and she gives me hugs and she tells me she loves me. And she tells me, I love you more than all of the, what is it? She says, I love you more than all of the, um, Christmas trees is what she told me at Christmas time. I love you more than, oh no, I love you more than all the Christmas spirit. Oh. And that was so special to me to get that love back from her after I felt like we had just had such that trauma happen. Mm -hmm. But that guilt of seeing your child suffer or causing pain for your child, even though it's for the betterment of her, 
is so horrific. Like, I have so, oh my gosh, I could literally talk about this for days. The guilt that I have, and the guilt that I have with well children, seeing their, their sister suffering. Yeah. That's not easy for your kids. Like, my kids need their, she has to be in, like, extensive trauma therapy. Like, she's in extensive trauma therapy for what she's gone through. We can't even turn on the TV and a doctor be on screen the movie Matilda came out the new movie Matilda Mm -hmm. and they're in a hospital having a baby and she screams and cries Mm -hmm. at the opening scene because there's a doctor yeah it's not even the doctor it's a delivering a baby and it's a musical they're singing there's no nothing she screams and cries because she's so traumatized and like that hurts like that just hurts so bad she's four yeah and she's, that's ingrained in her is fear. But that has nothing to do, you've not done anything wrong. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know that. But it's just like, you just you've feel not so done guilty. anything. I mean, and I can see that. And not to, like, I think one thing, we don't ever want to make light of someone else's feelings. Mm-hmm. But you're the best mom. And well, you, you do. Don't you make are, me cry even more. You are. You take on so much and you do so much and you love your children so much and you're so kind and you're patient, even though like you're like, I scream at my kids and I'm like, you don't scream like I scream. <laughs> like, I just feel like you're patient and you're loving and I don't know. So, I mean. And see, I it doesn't matter what. We're going to be guilty. Right. No matter what. And But my guilt doesn't trump your guilt. That's something that I feel like people always feel like they, people, this is something that bugs me when people feel like they can't complain to me about what they're going through because they think I have it so much harder. That's not the case. My heart is my heart. Your heart is your heart. There's no comparison to what I'm going through and what you're going through. Yeah, my child may be sick, but she's alive and she's doing well. There's other moms who have sicker kids than me, but their heart is their heart. And my heart is my heart. They may feel like they're in their deepest, darkest pits. And it may be way worse than mine, but there could be a day where I'm in my deepest, darkest pit. And it's not as bad as theirs, but to me, it's just as bad. Right. And and so, same for you. Like, you could be having the worst day ever with your kids and think, I don't want to tell Renee this because that doesn't bother me. Like, share with me. I want to know that I'm not alone. Even if it's different, like, we're all in this together at the end of the day. Everybody's situations are just so different, you know? And I hate so I hate the comparison of feeling like, or for anyone to feel less than for what they're going through. Right. Or being able to come to me. Because I feel like, what if anything, with my situation, it has taught me to be more understanding and more open Mm -hmm. to other people and their situations and just to be more accepting and loving and just ready to have the conversation about the hard things and not negate what they're going through. Like if your son fell and broke his arm, that is awful for you. Like I've had people say to me, I feel awful, awful to even talk about this with you. And I'm like, you should never feel awful to talk about it with me. You know, I've been through a hard thing. I'm a good person. I can, a point of contact, a relationship that you can build or whatever, um, that doesn't mean what you're going through isn't horrible for right, you. Right. And I feel like I want people to be, I want people to know that about me, that I'm never, never, ever not open to hearing what someone else is going through just because they think I have it worse. I don't. It, my my bad is my bad and your bad is your bad. There's no comparison. There's know? so much truth in that. And 
feel like comparison, like we keep coming back to comparing ourselves to others mm -hmm. and uh, every topic, everything that we talk about, that's such a big thing and comparison still so much joy mm -hmm. from people. It experiences, it, ugh. comparison steals experience because you're going to try to make your experience as good as what you saw someone else's. And in the process of doing that, you're going to lose the joy of the moment, right? You're going to be like, Oh, I saw so-and-so did this on Instagram or so-and-so did this. We have to go get this picture. We have to go do that. Or I saw somebody take a picture at this spot, say at the Christmas lights, you know, mm -hmm. everybody goes to the, the place where we go to lights to walk through and everybody gets the pictures in the arch. Mm -hmm. And what if you don't get the picture in the arch and you post, it's like, where you really you might as well not even win. win. Yeah. And that's not the case. Like you went, you enjoyed it. You had a good time. You just didn't get the same picture that somebody else did. Right. Something that I'm really proud of myself of, um, over the holiday season. And it's something I've been guilty of before ruining the whole event event over well, a picture. Well, no, not, we, yeah, I mean, I've done that too, but <laughs> ruining the whole like special time, like doing Christmas cookies with your kids is supposed to be a special time. I have that in my mind that if I can see it, I should be able to do it. So if you make a beautiful Christmas cookie because you have all the right tools and you have all the right recipes and you've been doing it for 30 years, I should be able to see that and I should be able to do that. And my kids should be able to do that too. And like, I'm not the best. I mean, this is no secret. I'm not a great baker. I'm not a great whatever. So when I let all those expectations go this year, because I knew that these Christmas cookies were not going to be on the cover of Martha Stewart living, that my kids were going to make a mess. They're going to get ice and everywhere. The cookies probably won't be edible by the time we're done decorating them. Okay. I've let all the expectations go of what they should look like. And the only expectation I have is we're going to make a memory. Mm -hmm. And even that might be too much, but we had the best somebody time. Might cry. Yeah. yeah. We <laughs> had the best time. And I did manage to get a picture of each one of them with their Christmas cookie. Um, I followed the directions though. And my cookies did turn out a lot better than normal. So I went to the, the lights this year and I got so mad at my kids because they wouldn't smile for me in a picture. And like, I got so angry at myself because they were having so much fun running around and playing outside at the place and loving it in and soaking it in. And here I am. Y'all won't stand for a picture for me. I'm trying to do this for you guys. I find myself that saying is not, that a lot. That is not right. That's wrong of me. I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the wrong side of the moment. I'm not living in the moment. I'm trying to like snap the moment. Right. And I need to, I have got, that is where I've got to be better. I have got to live in the moment. I have got to cherish the second. I've got to just soak in the little giggles. It makes me cry because you just think about how you really miss that when you're not, you're focused on the picture or what somebody else says you should do or whatever. But like soak in, that's what, soak it in, take it in. Don't be guilty. For not doing everything perfect just love the moment be in the moment relish the moments and you're doing the best you can every day right you're not gonna you're not gonna bat a thousand every time no sometimes you'll like get zero yeah and, and your kids are still going to be happy because they made a moment with you or they made a memory with you right we put so much pressure on ourselves to be this perfect person i think something that i'm really guilty of always saying to my kids is I'm doing this for you. Oh yeah. Me too. I say it all I'm time. doing this for you. We're, we're going 
to this amusement park for you where um i don't know i just i say that all the time i i have to like around christmas time is my busiest time of year and they don't get a lot of attention for me and that's one of the things that i say i'm doing this like this job that i have and while that may be true that's not their responsibility to take on mm -hmm. um i love the fact that I can do all the things that I do for them. That is why God give me five of them. I want to do for them. I, I mean, we all do as parents. And I feel like I kind of hold that over their head when they're not acting like I think that they should, when they're probably acting just like perfectly normal mm -hmm. boys. I get so mad. I'm doing this for you. I, I work into do this so that you can have, or, um, but it is important for them to be appreciative, but, I think that I kind of put a lot on them by saying when we go on a trip, when we, you know, anything we do, when we try to do cookies, which we had a great time the other night, but clothes shopping is a good example. Nobody likes, or I do, but like they, little, boys, kids, don't like little kids don't like to go shopping, but we have to go shopping so that we can try on clothes and you know, all that. I'm doing this for you. So that you will have nice clothes so that you will have nice things mm -hmm. i really need to try to be better about just being a mom and stop telling my kids i'm doing this for you mm -hmm. um and you are doing it for them but you're not doing it for them for recognition for yourself right you're doing it for them because you love them right not for like any sort of whatever and in the moments when you say that because i say it all the time it's not to be like mean it's like you're thinking it so much because you feel sometimes as moms we feel underappreciated undervalued and you just want them to realize like everything i do is for you you know right so it's really not even that you're trying to be outwardly mean to your kids it's that you really want them to understand like get on everything board. i do is for you yeah but you in you don't and if you don't want to say it to them that's fine but don't feel bad for thinking right that, well, like a good, another truth. good example is like when we're planning for a birthday party when we're the day the day of a birthday party and i'm running around like a crazy person trying to get my house cleaned up and they're dragging out toys faster than i can put them away this is your day this is for you but i could cancel me. it right yeah. now i could cancel it right now and i would not care one bit this is for you mm -hmm. to celebrate you so please get on board and help me out i think there's a kinder way i could probably say that mm-hmm but, but you again, also have to remember you are on you have to give yourself grace too because as moms we are under so much stress to make everything so perfect and that maybe we have to just stop the the expectations of perfection in every event for our children right they don't care if it's perfect they just are excited that they're getting presents and cake and i could sit here and say i could be kinder to them and i could say this or i could say that but then also there's the fact that i i honestly don't think that my children can hear me unless i'm standing in the middle of the living room streaming. screaming at the top of my lungs waving my arms around like a crazy person um not that they aren't listening i don't i'm not sure that they can hear me mm -hmm. they don't know why they can do you treat your baby different oh, than yeah. the rest oh yeah me too i feel a lot of guilty about that he's my only boy i prayed so hard for a son i wanted a son because i never had a brother i always mm -hmm. wanted a brother um i wanted a son so bad i like when i found out i was pregnant with him 
I was not expecting it. I was three and a half months postpartum with a child that had a lot of medical conditions. I remember you called me. I, it was like, oh yeah, yeah, horrible. Like I felt horrible about it. I was not ready. It was so overwhelming and it was a boy and everything changed for me, whatever. I was like, oh my gosh, God really does hear your prayers. But now I have got, I'm bad. I have got to stop babying him so much. And my husband can't stand it. He doesn't like me babying him. Yeah. He just thinks that he should be treated the same way as the girls. And I get that. But if he, if it was like the shoe on the other foot, he would see that oh, he yeah. treats the if girls If he had a little different. girl, if he had a, like, if y'all had two boys and then there was one baby girl, she would do no wrong in his eyes. Yeah. And, but our girls are already like that for him. Yeah. He is a very, he's a wonderful daddy, amazing daddy. And my children are so blessed and lucky to have him, but you can, he definitely is a girl dad. There are things that Trip gets away with because he's the baby and Mm -hmm. because he's so stinking cute. He is. I mean, I can't (laughs) stand it. Like I walk in here and if I see his little face, he brightens up my whole day. Yeah. But there are things that Trig gets to do because he's the oldest. Mm -hmm. Like last night, whenever Justin come in and was like, all right guys, it's time for bed. Trig got to stay up for an extra 30 minutes or, you know, whatever. Trig has a cell phone. Trig. But he's also, to, like, a teenager. He is, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't necessarily feel guilty for baby and Trip because Trig gets to do all these new things that everybody See, else See, I to feel do. guilty for baby and because I've noticed that if he gets in trouble. Yeah, I am bad to about me, that. He comes to me and is like, mama, and crying, mm-hmm. and, or puts his head down, or pokes his lip out and I just lose it. I, every, every inhibition, every sort of like rule about parenting goes out the window whenever he's like mama yeah. and wants me to hold him. Like whatever you want here, take it. Yeah. Here's my soul. You got it. <laughs> yeah. Trip is very cute. And Trip is good at getting out of trouble by being funny. Like he's learned mm-hmm. that he can say something funny and it gets him out of, out of trouble. And that's my fault. Like, when he says something funny and I whip out my phone and record him, I can't, I mean, you can't get on to somebody that you're recording. Right. And I see that on the internet a lot. Like when a kid's being bad and they're like, Oh, my kid's so bad. Like, but you thought to take your phone out and record it instead mm-hmm. of like use that moment to parent. That's something else I'm guilty of. But, um, I think, I don't know. All of my children have different personalities. They all have their own strengths. Um, they asked, they started the other day asking which one's your favorite, which one's your favorite. And, they're all my favorite for different reasons. Mm-hmm. So, See, I've said before I have favorites on different days too. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just there's a mom definitely. Thing. But a they all like, have like there's trig is there's things about him that I just love. The other boys might have that same quality, but I just love that about trig. Mm-hmm. There's things about each one of them mm-hmm. different qualities that are my favorite about that child. I love each one of them equally. Yeah. Um, I'm, See, I'm the same way because Everly, she is tender nurturing just so kind like so genuinely truly kind and loving and she's so much she's a lot like me and sometimes I feel (laughs) that makes me a little bit nervous for her because she's she's going to be somebody that could like get walked on or Mm -hmm. whatever but she's also so genuine in the way she cares for people that she loves and intentional with her love and you don't just like I don't teach her she's that's who she is Mm-hmm. To be intentional with your love at six, I mean, I think that that's one of the most beautiful qualities I've right. ever seen. Lucy, she is the most strong, brave, 
like warrior princess that you will ever meet, but she will also punch you in the face and tell you you're mm-hmm. ugly. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> really, she has to be like she that. She has to be like that. She was born with all these things and she faces them with such strength. Everly couldn't handle the stuff that she has handled yeah. the same way. It's like your children are who they are, not just because of how you raise them, but just because of that's who they that's are. who they are. And Amos, he's just like the most relaxed, just like go with it. He is, he is so kind of whiny. Sometimes he, is... he gets whiny, but he was just like, "Okay, mama, okay, mama." Just the fact that he is so like welcoming and oh, he's the sweetest child he you'll is ever so meet. Sweet. If we go to the store and he sees anybody that looks down or sad. It's like he just knows. He waves at them, and he says, you'll hear him, because he, he's still got his passy. I know, bad mom, but it makes him not cry and whatever. <laughs> whatever um, So he'll pop his passy out, and he'll wave, and he'll say, have a good day. Oh, my goodness. At random strangers. He doesn't meet a stranger. Like, he is the most genuinely kind, just like, but it's so funny because none of my kids are like my husband and, like, the quiet, reserved, shy. <laughs> Poor dog. Like, he is the most quiet, calm, whatever. And our kids are all just rambunctious loud and they don't, they just, whatever. Yeah. I know that was a little off topic, but no, you got me on thinking sorry. about like that. Just, so I don't have guilt in the way that my kids' personalities are blossoming. I sometimes have guilt in the way I handle the way their personalities yeah, are. Yeah, I can see that. I've, I do, I think there's things that I would have gotten onto Trig and Tucker about or things that I do get onto the older boys about that like, I let slide. Like if, if I said go get a shower seven times and Trey and Tucker did not listen to me seven times, I would lose my shit. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Trip, I just want to hug you. Okay. <laughs> they must, he wants to get in the bathtub all the time and I'll have told him, no, you already had a bath today. And he's like, but mama, yeah. I just want to get in the well, tub. Because like he has that little baby voice. Yeah. Still. Trip and just I wants me him. to be in there with him. He wants me to get a bath and him get in there with me. I just want you to go get a shower. Right. Or just basically do what I told you to do. Mm-hmm. Whatever whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. But also they're older and they... I don't know. There's just something about the baby though. There really right. is. Like, I, there's something that, there's something special about your relationships with each of your kids. But like that, that last child being the last time you'll ever experience any of these big special events. It's just... It's sad in a way because it's like every time you have a first with your last it's a piece of you is like i appreciate him more or just this time with him more because i have older kids mm-hmm. and i know how fast it goes mm-hmm. i know that i can blink and we'll be having conversations about girlfriends girlfriends and what i mean clothes and cell phones and all that next stuff. it'll be a car mm-hmm. I don't want to think about that. That's out of my price range right now. <laughs> it's, but, not, it's not everybody's price range. We need to talk about that but one. Though. I do feel bad, like that I didn't. And this is again, like I did. I couldn't have known I was going to have five children. I couldn't have known I was going to feel this way. But I. That's another thing I feel guilty about is like I didn't appreciate these times and these moments with the other boys as much because I had the next baby, the next baby, the next baby, mm-hmm. the next baby. But now I see it goes by so fast Mm -hmm. and it's over. So like when I was in that time of I have a kid home and have had a kid home with me every day for 11, almost 10 years, whatever, it felt like it would never end. 
but now that trip is in school it feels like it was such a short period of my life mm -hmm. and i feel guilty about like not putting more time into that said all that to say it doesn't matter what are you, you gonna do. cry no are you I, sure you know i don't cry. i know i thought you were getting close what's <laughs> uh, <laughs> right there um I said all that to say, like, it doesn't matter what you do. You can work 40 hours, 80 hours a week. You can stay home with your kids. You can breastfeed. You can bottle feed. You can make their own food at home. You can cloth diaper, not cloth diaper. You can homeschool your kids, send them to public school, send them to private school, buy them all the nice things or restrict their spending money. <laughs> and you're going to feel guilty. Mm-hmm. And that's just part of being a mom. The richest moms will feel guilty. The poorest moms will feel guilty. There's nothing. I think one thing we can say about mom guilt is if you have it, that means you're doing something right because you're worried about your kids. Like yeah. You're worried about their well-being and their I agree 100%. Outcome. So I think that's the perfect way to like define mom guilt other than like the technical definition. Exactly. You're, it's actually you're doing something right. Yeah. So you should give yourself a round of applause. Exactly. Huh? Good job, guys. Good you job. all passed the test today. <laughs> we are so, we love being able to share the messy side of our lives with you guys. And we're so thankful for all of you who tune in every week and listen to what we have to say. We're not experts. We're, we're just, just moms. We're just telling our truth. Exactly. And we really appreciate all the positive feedback that we've had. It means so much. It helps us keep pushing to want to do more and give more. And we've got so many good things coming. If you have a topic that you would like us to talk about, please send us a message. If you have an anonymous story you would like us to read, anything mom related, we won't tell who you are. Send us a message on Instagram, Mom Juice the Pod. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, Fresh, Fresh Squeeze here weekly. weekly.